Conway TNT, Conway Then, Now, and Tomorrow. I'm your host, Grant Gordy. And I'm your co-host, Lori K. Smelton. Both of our families have been around the area for at least five generations. Whether you are a native or newcomer, local or transplant, we bring community-focused information that you can enjoy. We reminisce on our past, as well as keep you in the know of what's happening now and what's up in the future. Grant and I are both with First Community Bank and are excited to bring this podcast to you, as well as our community-focused style of banking. Welcome to Conway TNT. We have the distinct pleasure today to uh, talk about the history of a, an institution that uh, makes Conway what it is in the form of Conway Corporation. We have the pleasure today of having the CEO, Mr. Brett Carroll. Brett, welcome. Thank you for Thanks, being man. here. And Ms. Crystal Kemp, the Chief Marketing Officer for Conway Corporation. Crystal, thank you for being with us today. Very glad to be here. Okay, guys. Um, from what uh, I gather, you know, I'm, I'm a true local, been here a long time. But so when people move to town and they find out what this Conway Corp thing is, man, they're really excited that... Uh, when they figure it out that they can pay one bill and they can get all these services and it's actually cheaper than everything they had before. But how how did something like that get started? Well, it's a, it's a good question. And it's when I go back and review notes and, and historical documents, it's always it always kind of re-energizes me about what our mission is. And it was really, um, I think, part of the innovation that Conway has always demonstrated. Um, you know, if you think back, I'll take you back to 1928, 1929. You know, it was right before the Great Depression. And um, the, the, the biggest part of our economy was agriculture. That's really what drove the economy in our community. And, uh, of course, we had State Teachers College, which is now UCA. We had Central Baptist College, which at that time was, was Central College. And we had Hendricks College. So, you know, it was a very uh, a fortunate thing for our community had those institutions of higher learning but two of them were really struggling financially um Hendricks uh was being recruited to to go to Little Rock or Pine Bluff um Central Baptist College the the Baptist Convention was thinking about just completely shutting Central College down so they really were struggling with uh the, with financial needs of finding a way to keep their 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 institutions going and uh, so, of course, they were being recruited and they were being enticed with, with monetary offers to come to those respective communities. And, and our, our city leaders, uh, there was chamber leadership, uh, there was uh, community leadership that realized we can't um, afford to lose these, these, these institutions. They make our community what it is. They, they give us economic diversity. Um, they, we just can't afford to lose them. I mean, we're at a critical point or a milestone in our future, in our in, in where we are, and we've got to do something to keep those colleges here. What what can we do? Well, obviously, they needed money. So um, so so how in the world were they gonna were they gonna come up with? And they needed about two, Hendricks alone needed about two hundred fifty thousand dollars. A lot of money in the twenties. A lot of money in in the late twenties for sure. They needed about two hundred fifty thousand dollars. It's a lot of money now, and if you think is. about that in those terms, that's almost it seems um, yeah. just I haven't I haven't really daunting. forecast that in today's dollars. That would be an interesting exercise to see mm-hmm. what that would be, but I'm sure it would be in millions, you know. And uh, but so so the real struggle was how are we gonna pay for that? What in the world are we gonna do to, to come up with that? And and um, so there there were a couple of attorneys and, and, and I think Frank Robbins that looked at how can we how can we come up with a way to do it? And so they had the um, 
the municipal electric plant. That was really, and there was surplus revenues coming from the municipal electric plant, and so they. So could, we had one of those. In yeah, place. there was a. Mm-hmm. It was owned by the city, but but uh, but they thought, well, why don't we capitalize the revenues from the municipal electric plant and use those to secure these bonds? We'll issue bonds. We'll take that money. We'll give it to Hendricks and CBC, and we'll use, we'll pledge revenues from the electric department, electric plant, to to pay for those bonds, and so in, anyway. Uh, that was the idea. That was the innovative idea that that became Common Corp was incorporated as a nonprofit, uh, private corporation. Uh, and during that corporation, the revenues of the electric department or the electric municipal electric system were pledged to to pay those bonds off over over their life. So that was really the innovative idea. And it was funny. They looked at it. The attorneys looked at it and said, "Well, we." Really can't see that this is illegal. Uh, so, so, and I wanted to read something that I thought was really kind of neat. And this was a, you know, people made speeches back then. They didn't have podcasts. They didn't have social media. They had print media, of course. But, but they made speeches. And if you wanted the the real time uh, deal, you needed to be there for that speech. And so, I wanted to read something that that, that Joe Ferrenthal said in his in his speech. And it said he said this: to conserve these valuable assets, talking about the institutions of higher learning, I beseech you to embrace in principle the plan we offer. The chance may not come again. Failure would be lamentable. And the retrospect of life, my friends, swarms with lost opportunities. And so I thought that was neat the, wow. way, the way that he said that. But that's really how Comic Book is conceived. I don't use beseech. I don't see beseech like, either. In my everyday nor talk. do I. Nor do I. He saw the town and the, those institutions of higher learning right. at a crossroads. And it yeah. was the decisions that were made or not yeah. were going to have last, yeah. lasting or generational impact. Yeah. So Grant Fraunthal, that's a that's an old Conway it name. Mm-hmm. Fraunthal uh, Estate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the estate next to the hospital. Did they? Was that a grocery wholesale grocery? What did the Fraunthals do? I can't. I can't. I don't I'm not recall sure. it. To me. Their name sure. is was sure. in a ghost uh, sign somewhere yeah. in downtown Conway. I think yeah. it may have even been maybe over where American Management, something okay. like that. Well, at that time, he was chamber. He was president yeah. of the yeah. Chamber of Commerce. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and there was the the other group. I mean, just some, for some of those names mm-hmm. that signed that letter that said, "This is the plan that we're putting forth." Were V. D. Hill, H. D. Russell, J. J. Hegel. J. Frank Jones, W. D. Cole, Cole, Fred Gordy, and Frank E. Robbins, and so well, that was the committee. Fred E. Gordy, that's a familiar Recognize name. That's your great great granddad. <laughs> yes, sir. I thought so. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that that was the committee that they had put together that was making this recommendation to mm-hmm. to take that and and make Conway Corp. Um, so you still hear a lot of those names in yes, Conway. Yes. Yeah. And it's, so familiar. You know, 90-plus years later, mm-hmm. we're still hearing those names. And, of course, Frank Robbins, uh, the longtime owner-publisher of the Log Cabin Democrat, right. who was extremely respected uh, on a national level uh, mm-hmm. as a newsman. So, uh, yeah. that's I'm so glad you read that yeah. quote. It's interesting to note that not only... Which is really kind of people maybe if they wonder why what is what is Common Corps tied to, to education? We talk about it a lot. It's real important to us. It's part of what we believe is our you know responsibility in the community. But not only did we give money, those bonds provided money to Hendricks and CBC, but also to UCA, to the Common Public School District and the the St. Joseph. So that was how we got connected to education. And it's an interesting thing. There's about two thousand public power companies. Uh, across the country. So when I say public power, you know, you, you can either be an investor-owned utility 
or, or a rural co-op or a public power company, municipally owned like we are. And we had the pleasure of having Sue Kelly, who at the time was the CEO of the American Public Power Association. She's since retired. And she came and visited us the year before her retirement. And we, we talked about her history, and she'd never heard of another uh, innovative formation of a public power company like that. So I think that's something that we can all be proud of. Yeah, Absolutely. Ahead of their time, and y'all certainly are, and, and continue to be, and uh, just improving. And one of the one of the unique things that I always hear, especially going back to growing up here, but moreover from my college uh, age years till today, is there's a lot of things that differentiate Conway from other communities. A, our geography being uh, you know centrally located, et cetera. But I, I can't tell you there's not a week go by that someone says, "Man, the utilities in this town are so affordable." and reliable and all those things. And that's one of the things that a lot of communities don't think about with respect to um, uh, that offering and just the ease of use from the consumer standpoint. But it, it truly is a differentiating factor between someone wanting to settle here and making, a uh, quite frankly, an impact on their bottom line, have more money in their pocket because it is so affordable relative to outlying you know, mm -hmm. cities and otherwise. And I think one of the things that we see is not just for residential, but for businesses in the community. And and when I know the Conway Development Corporation works with our staff a lot, with our, our develop engineering teams and things when they're looking at recruiting businesses to come here, the, the cost of those utilities and the way that we do those things has helped Conway to continue to grow. So not only diversifying the economy back in 1929 so that we could keep the colleges here, but to continue to have a diversified economy today uh, by continuing. And I think, and I know Brett will probably talk to this a little bit, but the, the ability for us to reinvest in infrastructure because we are a public owned utility and so we're not having to pay shareholders or anything like that means that we we do. We put all of that money back into the system. And Just so- Just keeps on going. Yes, and so we have, we're able to have things that are affordable as people look at moving here or businesses look at coming here and so it's made a huge difference not just in 1929 but today so i'm gonna i'm gonna totally go off script here and uh we so here we are a disclaimer of our time that we're actually recording this uh is covid we're in a, a, co a national mm -hmm. pandemic a global pandemic um conway corp uh which we'll later talk about uh all your services, but you offer this wonderful internet product. Yeah. Uh, I was afraid I was going to forget this question since I didn't have it written <laughs> down, but when all these people went home and yeah. everybody went home to go to school, what was what did that do to you guys as far as trying to provide bandwidth? Yeah. Was that a struggle? No, it wasn't. And it's a, I'm glad you asked that question because I love talking about it. And Crystal, you, you jump in wherever you'd like, but... But, um, and it gets back to what Crystal was saying. I mean, our, our um, priorities, our objectives, I mean, obviously, you know, we have to, we say we're not-for-profit, but we have to make enough money to pay our bills, to pay our debt, and to reinvest in our system. And to have adequate reserves in the event that there's some sort of dramatic, you know, a, 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 an emergency or some sort of event like that. But, I mean, we're very uh, intentional about taking the profit that we make and point it back into the system. We don't all sit around and go, all right, here's your share and here's my share of our profit. We invest it in the system. And so we, we have really forward thinking technology people that 
that that we understand how important reliable broadband is. It's it's reliability is part of our core values, and so we want to have reliable broadband. So, you know, we haven't in the years past said, well, gosh, you know, we we can we've got to make a choice of whether we want to invest in our our infrastructure or pay a dividend to our customers or what have you. We always invest in our infrastructure, and so we have made those investments and done that planning all those years. And in addition to that, we've got we've got people in our field, our field employees. That they're very proactive about the distribution system, the lines that you see that are overhead and underground, about maintaining the, that, that infrastructure proactively so that when we have these kind of circumstances, and we knew people would be coming home, we knew that people would be working from home, learning from home, we knew that it would, we, our system would be put to the test. Um, and and I, you know, I would be lying if, if I didn't say that there was a little bit of, you know, maybe trepidation at the very beginning, but we didn't expect anything to go wrong, and and nothing did. It worked really well, and we were very proud of that. So, and and I think to add to that, I mean, just to kind of talk about Lori with those other services. I mean, we started mm -hmm. offering internet service in 1997. Mm -hmm. wow. That was we were the fourth in North America to offer a broadband internet service. Oh my goodness! And so we have invested. That's huge. Yeah, fourth yeah. in North America. Yeah. Let's just think about. Yeah, that. yeah. And there so there was a lot of dial-up. You know, there was mm -hmm. a lot of dial-up. Yeah. You know, but not broadband. Yeah, and so to to be building in that structure, and, and part of that we were able to do because we had secured the cable franchise back in the 70s and started offering cable television in 1981. And so that innovation that's always kind of been part of what we do just from our conception of, of how we were formed is innovative to also be able to offer those services. And so our teams are just very focused on making sure that we're ready for whatever the next innovation was. And we've been able to see as more and more things go online, as we as people stream content, as they change the way that they get, you know, they want to pay their bills electronically. They want to, all of those things, we knew that They we, want to bank. They want to bank you know, electronically. And keep in mind, we are a bank. So let's take a moment. Let's take a moment to recognize our sponsor, First Community Bank, which we're currently located at 1089 Front Street. See how I worked that, that in? Was yeah, that was That good. was so smooth. Come see what it's like when the bank puts a community first. All right, keep going, Chris. Yeah, I mean that was perfect. Just led yeah, you right into that. I mean, you did. Thank you. The, uh, but that's that's how our teams have focused. Is we know that internet is where things are going, and so when COVID came and everyone is is headed home for work and for school, we were ready for that. And so it's it's a good it's been a good test on our system to see what we were ready for. And our teams have been really proud, and we're, we're, we're glad our customers have, have been able to take advantage of that. It's, so. it's not lost on me that in the first few minutes, uh, a lot of these words have come up in your mission statement. Not And some of those words are words that Lori and I have used, but some mm -hmm. as well. And, and I want to read y'all's mission statement, sure. if you don't mind. Conway Cor Corporation is dedicated to exceeding our customers' expectations in producing and delivering safe, affordable, reliable, innovative, and environmentally sound utility and telecommunication services while enhancing the quality of our life and our community. And like I said, it, it, it's not lost on me that so many of those words, safe, affordable, reliable, we talked about the telecommunication piece. Mm -hmm. uh, Y'all are living out your mission statement and as a lifelong Conley resident, I wanna be the first to say I appreciate it. Well, thank yeah, you. Thanks, and the one thing I know I, um, 
you know, came from out in the county. And so I remember uh, the first time I got to experience it as a college kid when I come to town and how, how cool it was. This was also the 80s, so I got to experience cable TV for the first time. I want time. my MTV. I want my MTV. You had it briefly, and then it I went away, right? MTV, and then MTV got taken away from me. It was a big controversial thing because, whoo, MTV. Uh, so we were probably, I know I'm a little older than you, Brett, but that, were you, you were in Conway I'll, during that I'll, time? Yeah, I was at UCA at the time, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it got taken away because I thought it was a little risque, but oh, how the world changes. And, and uh, the young people, it's now the young happen. people spoke up and demanded their MTV, and we got it back. And now MTV's completely different. It's, it is. I mean, it actually... Yeah. You still want even, your MTV. I, 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 I challenge MTV. you to find a, a music video on MTV. <laughs> let, let, yeah. me, let me take it down a personal level with you all. Brett, I know yeah. that you, you were uh, led to Conway Corporation in 98 as the CFO. That's tell, tell me about y'all's history with the company, if you don't mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I... Um, maybe give you a little background. I, I, I cut my teeth in the utility industry. My first job out of college was at Arkansas Nuclear One. So I worked at the nuclear plant for about four years. And so I continued with an investor-owned utility in Little Rock for another three years. And so that's kind of where I got into the utility business. Uh, and then I worked at, you know, if you go around town and you talk to, you know, if you talk to one out of three people, they're probably going to tell you they, they spent some time at Axiom. And I did too. I was there for a couple of years. It seemed like it was about a year and a half in terms of years and about two or three years in terms of hours. You know, it was a lot. I spent a lot of time there. But it, it prepared me well for uh, the, the role that I, that I took at CFA. And it as, brought you to Conway. CFA. You were working yeah. back again. That's or right. did you ever was, really yeah, leave? I was, well, no, I mean, I was after you've been to college. Yeah, I was commuting. I lived in Russellville for about three years until Sandra and I married. And then I moved up to back to Conway and then just commuted back and forth. You did well by marrying a good old I Conway did, girl. I did. I, I went way over my head. But... Um, but yeah, so I always tell the story. It's kind of funny. So Bill Hegman was retiring. We'll talk about him maybe yes. a little bit. And and they had they, the board had determined that Richie Arnold was going to succeed him as as CEO at Conway Corp. And so uh, so Richie had a couple of things that um, that he was looking for. I think uh, he wanted a, a CPA if he could find one. He wanted someone with Conway roots, someone who was here, someone that understood our culture, someone that understood the community. He wanted somebody that. Um, that wanted to be in Conway. He wanted somebody that, that had a utility background. And so I think when he kind of laid out four or five factors, he, he was like, oh, dang it. I'm stuck with Brett Carroll. I'm going <laughs> to have to hire oh, him. You so, yeah. so at 31, I, I became CFO. And, man, I was I was pretty green. And Richie kind of took me under his wing, and I learned a lot from working with him and, and all the other great leaders that we've had at Conway Corp. Sure. That's great. Crystal, what about so you? So here's going to be an interesting tie to that. You started when you were 31. Yeah. I started when I was 31. Oh, how about that? Yeah. yeah. How about so, um, yeah, my husband and I, Mike Kemp, moved to Conway in 1993. Um, he was a photographer at the Log Cabin Democrat, and he took that job. And I worked at the Chamber um, here for, after we moved here, and I was there for seven years. And then I came to work at Conway Corp in 2000. Um, wow, it doesn't seem like it's yes. been that long because I remember. And I just had, told my you know, age on this whole thing. Well, I, people are doing I mean, that, and it tells mine too because yeah. we had a lot of yeah. stuff we did together at the chamber. Back yeah, then. so in November I will have been at Conway Corp twenty years. Oh wow! Congrats! Um, yeah, it's been a great. But um, 
really when I, Richie also contacted me about coming to work at Conway Corp, just um, looking at marketing. Um, for a long time, we had been very focused on just kind of not really talking about our services, especially those where we might have competition. Um, and so if you live in Conway, you're going to have our electric and our water and wastewater services, but you're not going to have to have those other services. And so for us to be able to tell our story and tell why you might choose those products um, was something that Richie was interested in us beginning to do. And for much of that time, I've reported to Brett. Um, and so... Because finance people know so much about marketing. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. And that is an insider joke. No, you can't visually yeah. see me um, <laughs> zipping my mouth. Remember, my role is always It's been, been a great... But you can hear from this, it's a great story to tell. Mm -hmm. So to have someone, yes. to have folks in our company that can tell that story and have learned about it and, and talk about the impact that we've had on the community and be focused on that has been really good. Well, I, I remember the change when all of a sudden, you know, we get an, uh, got a new logo and a new and you start really learning and you they told the history and, and it is such an interesting story. Um, when we were talking about services, so you started with electric, mm -hmm. then you water was the next, right? A yeah. service so that we, you offered? 1929 was when it started with electric, and then the city approached us in 1930 about taking over um, water and wastewater treatment. Um, we then would later move into the distribution system of those, but we took over the water and the wastewater treatment. And then wastewater collection, we started in 1957. And then I mentioned cable television earlier. That was in um, 1981 and internet in 1997. And then in 2008, we launched uh, voice services. So we started offering telephone over the internet. So voice over internet protocol for um, both residential and business customers. And then in 2016, we started offering security and automation services. So those are the services that we offer today. Well, that's... It's, um, it's truly turnkey. I mean, for the homeowner, business owner, et cetera. Yes. Why don't you have gas? I get. I mean, you know, that's <laughs> the only other bill I have to pay. There's, And I know there's yeah. a reason. Well, I mean, there's a... Uh, certainly there's a gas company already operating in, in mm -hmm. Conway. And, uh, and you know, you know, we, there's never been any serious discussion about that. Um, you know, they've got their assets. I mean, I guess if they, you know... Wanted to, wanted to to divest of them, we we'd talk to them, but they kind of have their core competencies, and, and we have our core competencies, and sure. and uh, we get along with them well, and and they do their thing, and we do ours, but but uh, yeah, we're, we're I would like we're, not to have to pay that extra. That, extra convenience, yeah. that right? second that, that second bill. that pesky yeah, second bill, we're right? We're certainly uh -huh. partial to the services we provide. We we um, I'm a big fan of the public power business model, specifically because. Our focus is on our customers in Conway, Arkansas, and and everything that we do um, from the ground up is in Conway, Arkansas. And you know our customer service people are here, and so we we have a bias. We think that customer service is a competitive advantage for us, and so anything sure anything that we can do to to provide our our customers better customer service, and that's the thing we're we understand and realize that we're a regulated monopoly. We understand that, but. You know our leg, our our regulatory authority is the city council. So that if certainly if you guys have issues with the services that we provide, the customer service, the if you have a bad experience or a good experience, I mean you can you'll see us 
uh, in church or Kroger or walking around with a mask somewhere. I mean, you can let us know in person how you feel about that. And then, you know, you can talk to the city council about it too. So I'm a big fan of that model. I think that, that it, it is in the best interest for our customers to have it structured that, that way. So. I can clear up one thing too on, on the services offered that we get a lot of questions about is yeah. that we also bill for sanitation. And because of that relationship with the city, we do that billing for them, but we don't actually provide sanitation right. services. Okay. But because it's on your Conway Corporation bill, frequently we get that call of mm -hmm. when are you going to pick up my trash? How do I get a new trash can? Um, and that's actually the city sanitation department that does that. But that relationship with the city help, they don't have to do that billing because yes. we're already sending a bill. Sure. Well, thank you yep. as a consumer. Yep. You mentioned you mentioned Richie Arnold and the role. He's certainly played at Conway Court, but both, uh, both of your careers, mm -hmm. the, the first gentleman I can think of at the helm was Mr. Jim Brewer. Yeah. And would y'all talk about just the leadership with respect to... Sure, yeah. So I, I did, um, it, it's funny, when I when I walk outside of my office, you know, we've got the, the, the CEOs, general managers that have served, uh, and I, I looked at the actual, and, and of course the ones that has, the one with Richie's picture, I feel like his eyes are following me around <laughs> when I'm walking around. <laughs> I feel like he's watching me. Well, you know, he's still in the comps. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Still lives here. That's right. It feels like his spirit <laughs> As does Mr. Hagman. Yeah, and Jim Brewer. But, uh, but it's, it's funny, um, when you look at, at the, the first one on our wall is, is Fred E. Gordy Sr., so he's the first one that's showing, but his tenure began in 1939, which is 10 years after we were incorporated. So I went back and looked a little bit, and it looked like the person who was there, at least part of that time, there may have been someone between them, but it was E.V. Leverett. So E.V. Leverett was, the, was the, the person who was there, the superintendent, the electric superintendent, uh, when, when Conley Corp was incorporated. And so I presume that, that, that Ed Leverett was, was in that role until 1939 then, uh, and then Freddie Gordy Sr., so was, was he? So did he work there, or was he who? just uh, Mr. Mr. Gordy? I, I don't know. Grant's I, I don't great know. grandpa. He came from Georgia right? and was a ran um, effective, not the, the um, mercantile, if oh, you will. Okay. And okay. then and then was the mayor in town, and then okay. it was my understanding. Yeah. Uh, ran Conway Corp. Yeah, from 1939 to 1955. Until, until Mr. Brewer. That's right. Now, wow. Well, actually... That's a long... Or was there... Case. There was someone between okay. them. Yeah, so he was the, C the CEO or general manager from 1939 to 1955. Then Walter O. Scales was from 1955 to 1965. And I didn't know Mr. Scales, but I was in Rotary with his son, Walter Ed Scales. So I got to know him. And the picture on the wall... They were carbon copies. They were. Right. I mean, you can Chip tell that it was his son. That's right. So Walter Ed's, Walter Oscales was, was, was general manager from 55 to 65. And then Jim Brewer from 1966 to 1991. That's a lot. And so a lot of stuff took place under Mr. Brewer's watch. Mm -hmm. And at the time, you know, the mayor's job was a part-time job. Um, um, Roger Mills, who later became CEO at Comic Corp, he was over the planning commission at the time. So... Mr. Brewer was a very powerful man in Conway. And, um, and he had to have tons of foresight. He did. Because during did. that long tenure, that's when you really had to really yeah. put some things yeah. in place to plan for this yeah. future I, electronic I, age, yeah. certainly. I had the pleasure, I never had the pleasure of working with Mr. Brewer, but I did meet him after he retired. He joined my Rotary Club. We attended the same church for a while. So I had a few occasions to be around Mr. Brewer. And uh, from my understanding, Mr. Brewer was, was a person that um, was well-respected. I mean, people didn't always agree with some of the decisions that he's made, but we all have benefited from 
his foresight to to acquire at the time acquire an ownership interest in some generating plants that we co-own with Entergy. We've all benefited. Low rates certainly have come from that decision. We we've all benefited from the fact that that we secured uh, a uh, a reservoir that that helped provide clean water to Conway after uh, they built the locking dam at Totesuck, it, it backed up into our water supply. So Mr. Brewer, I mean, talking about doing something that took an act of Congress, it literally did to do that and we, we reap the benefits of that today. So so a lot of decisions that he made were are, are things that we enjoy the benefit of today. You and so our water source is, is named yeah. for him. It's James yeah. H. Brewer Lake. That's right. And so um, the that's Great place to crappie fish. A lot, a lot of people think that don't really think about where our water is coming from, but it comes from that lake, and that he worked hard to secure mm -hmm. and make sure that we had that water source that has lasted all this time. Because so. prior to that, it was Beaver Fork, right? No. No? No. It was, it, no. Yeah, well, this water treatment plant is, but it was Cannon Creek. Okay. That's where we got our water from, and it still is an emergency source for us. We still can bring water out of the Cannon Creek and treat that. Um, but it only in, in the case of emergency. Did I read 15 million gallons a day? Is that correct? Our okay. average is about our average is about nine, 10 million gallons a day, just okay. average over the year. We'll peak in the summertime at around 17, 18 million gallons a day, depending on you know the the um, the Drought weather, conditions. yeah, the weather and heat and those kind of things. But we average about nine, 10 million gallons a day. That number staggered me. Yeah. I don't know if it, yeah. anyone listening, but yeah. that, that's a big, number. a big number. And wow. even that doesn't that happen by accident. Body of water could even maintain that. That yeah. is the size to me. Just yeah. the science of all that. Well, is we're already incredible. looking for new water sources. We know that if Colin continues to grow, that that Lake Brewer um, may not. It, it, we know that at some point there will not be enough water there to serve our community. So we're and and it's not like you can just. Um, you know, wake up next week and decide you're going to get water from somewhere. So that is a very time-consuming, uh, laborious process that you have to stay on for years. I, I read someplace that whiskey's for drinking and wars are fought over water. That's absolutely true. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, water is life, and 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 it's a it is a finite resource. And so, so um, the things that that, that Jim Brewer did and. And the things we're looking at now to continue to provide water to Conway is important. We don't think about it. We have an abundant supply, but if you live in arid parts of our country, Arizona, New Mexico, Nevada, and some of those places, Las Vegas, every drop matters. That's right. The way they the way they do their rates out there is, the more you use, the more you pay, and so um, so they want to conserve water, and uh, so we just have to be mindful of that as well. But I would say too about each of those men that that Brett talked about is that they built a culture for us that keeps us looking forward. So where they were doing things to be innovative and think, what do we need to do to plan for water? When Brett Carroll's CEO, you know, that's what we want to take care of. And I think what our leadership team now is looking at, what what do we need to do to take care of those needs when somebody else is CEO, when somebody else is in these roles? And and as long as we can continue to do that, that legacy, then that's that's what we're, I think it's just kind of built into who we are as a company. Mm -hmm. I would agree. A lot of forecasting. That's right. And I should probably mention too, you know, after Jim Brewer, Will Hegman was, was, was CEO from 1991 to 1998, uh, and then Rich Yarn from 1998 to, uh, to 2017. A funny note about that. Um, it, it, you know, you guys know what a, what a what a character Mr. Hegeman is, and mm -hmm. so he retired 
on March the 31st. So Richard Arnold's first day was April Fool's Day <laughs> on, oh, on I bet 1998. Used that he rolled in. And he, and he has. Hegeman has used that many, many times. Uh, but but also some key people that I got to work with during that time that weren't in the, the CEO role, but Roger Mills, who's our chief operating officer, sure. very involved in our community. Tommy Shackelford, who succeeded Roger as COO. And then Jim West was our long-time yes. electric department manager. And David Bradley, our long-term water department manager. So those guys were all gentlemen that I got to work with when I was cutting my teeth at Conway Corp and really appreciated um, you know them kind of helping me understand the the operational side of the business. So, so how many employees do you? Two hundred and fifty. Okay, so that is that's a that's a big number. We see them yeah. driving around in their vehicles and mm-hmm. taking care of things. Our and it's a very It's a very coveted job as well. Uh, I hear like for every job opening, you may get three hundred applicants. And you know, one of the stories that's great to tell. It is a great place to work, and so we do get lots of people who are interested when we have openings, but also to look at the length of time that people work there. I mean, you heard from both of us that that we've been there for a long time and we have retirements and we have, you know, we celebrate anniversaries and every few months we have somebody, those that we put out on social media have all been there longer than 25 years. If we recognize them with an anniversary, it's longer than 25 years. And so, I mean, today we have somebody on our website that, uh, on our Facebook page that's been working at the wastewater treatment plants and 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 celebrating more than 25 years working with us. Well, tell and his so, name. Who is it? It's um, Ricky Frazier. Okay, Ricky Frazier. Well, happy yes. anniversary, yeah. Ricky. Yeah. Um, I know all my friends that work there have been there forever, and yeah. they love their job, and they have the same passion uh, that I see uh, and hear from you guys as well about, you know, and they never have questioned should they go what yeah. big what large projects i mean we see your trucks obviously for yeah i'll say general maintenance and line yeah. work and otherwise but i know there's yeah. a large project now on donaghy that yeah yeah um yeah there's a lot of street work taking place um so you had to do quite a bit to prep we, for the street absolutely work, right? yeah we we have a really good relationship with the city of conway so uh, mayor castleberry and i communicate very frequently as do uh, Brad Lacey and myself, and and we all have our own kind of unique missions, but we're pretty we're pretty much linked at the hip, and the things that we that we do affect one another, and uh, so the mayor, you know, he ran on a platform of working on the roads in Conway, and they they needed it, they really did, but what people don't think about is all of the infrastructure that's under those roads, Absolutely. and uh, and so we've really. It's required us to have close communication with them about what is their five-year transportation improvement plan. And so what we try to do is understand, okay, if these are the roads that you guys are planning on working on, what does our infrastructure look like that's under those roads? And so if we've got something that is that we're having multiple you know, water main breaks or leaks or things of that nature, can we focus on that one first so that we, we get that one done? So we're really trying to coordinate those efforts. But, yeah, Donaghy's a big deal. I mean, it's a big project for us for the city, but we've got to get in there and get easements to move all of our stuff, water, sewer, electric, cable, uh, fiber, all those things. we got to get in there and get that moved and put in the right spot so that the city then can come over and, and build their road. And so that's a big deal. And, and I tell you, it's going to change Donaghy. It's going to be a, um, a, a street that we'll all be very proud of. Uh, and Very and, much needed. Yeah, very needed. It's very, yeah. high, very high traffic. 
yeah. zone and you go back to education. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the main artery for UCA. CBC is not far away. Yeah. Um, are the and. That's still where the city's sweet spot is, is education. So you've got to take care of it. Of course, Conway Regional is just down the road, a little bit to the north. They're doing a lot of upgrades themselves. So there's a lot of activity going on right there. So so when we're talking about, okay, we've got Donaghy. We just talked about it being part of the college. You guys recently made um, a very large uh, gift to the the school. the talk about that the the science center, uh, the science center. yeah it's, the is it called center for the, the sciences it, or common court common center, for the, center for the yeah sciences. yeah yes. yeah we um that's uh, part of that reinvesting it is mm-hmm. you know we we uh, when you think about our philanthropic efforts um you know we've we've tried to help out local nonprofits when we can we we had a deal you know recently uh, that i'll touch on because it was pretty unique i think you know, we knew that that customers were going to struggle in this in this pandemic environment, and uh, we have uh, money in our budget set aside for you know it's not a lot, but it's set aside for for local nonprofit capital campaigns, and and of course nobody was really building anything right now, and so we we ask our board, petition our board to use those monies. There was a coalition of nonprofits that were looking for ways to serve people who were maybe struggling with rent or food or utilities. And so we took, we pledged $50,000, which we've since written them checks for to help people with just those things, rent, food, and utilities. And so, so we did that, but our, our bread and butter when it comes to philanthropic efforts is really tied to education, brick and mortar education projects, which really ties us back to your um, mission, our mission, our founding, our corporation, Mm -hmm. all those things. Because I believe if you look at the state of Arkansas, if you look at communities that have institutions of higher learning, you look at Jonesboro, and you look at Northwest Arkansas, and you look at Little Rock, and you look at Conway, uh, you look at Monticello, you look at Magnolia, you look at all those communities that have colleges, and it is so important to their economy, and it is important to their community. And so, you know, it, it doesn't always make sense for us. I mean, we our, our first and foremost mission is taking care of our utilities and taking care of our customers, but when we can be a part of those brick and mortar projects we like to. Speaking of the economy, this is a yeah. reminder from First Community Bank oh. that mortgage rates are low and now is a good time that you might want to look at refinancing. Give us just just let just throw in that. Shameless. Out there. Shameless. Just, so hey, I'm the I'm the marketing person. I gotta get I you know I was for, trying to think how to work it in for you. because uh, I was I was like oh, when yeah. he was talking about the, all those locations I was like and where are the branches for First Community Bank? <laughs> well, you know, we're going to have one very soon. Then we're going to yeah. make an announcement yeah. in the next. Uh, I would say we will make this announcement in the next six weeks, and we're going to do a whole podcast around it. So, oh, okay. uh, listeners, you be uh, paying attention uh, to an event that's going to happen, and we're going to be excited uh, to make that announcement. So. But Laura, I didn't, I didn't fully answer your question. I apologize, but but we made. Well, a, I might have interrupted. No, I don't think so. I got to rambling, <laughs> but we we made a three million dollar gift. We pledged that over six years, um, actually five years, to UCA, and and that was that was for the Common Corp Center for the Sciences, and then and most recently we did a million and a half to Hendricks College for their Creative Quad. To help them build that new facility, which used to be um, their cafeteria, I forgot yes. the name of the. So uh, there's a Conley Corp 
residence hall. Yeah. Okay. That's part of that creative yeah. quad. So that gives back to the economy, keeps everything churning, and it's like uh, we have our own little ecosystem around here, mm-hmm. and that's what Conway Corp is. So talk about some of your other leaders within yeah. the company. Yeah, well, I... I uh, you mentioned those that, yeah, you know, uh, come we gotta, yeah, we got to give yeah. these guys credit. Yeah, yeah, they... they Gre- uh, Mr. Dale, he told me the other night that I had to... Greg Dale, we, had yeah, to Greg him Dale. A, a we had to give him a shout out. We had to give Greg Dale a yeah. shout out. <laughs> well, I, I tell you this, I mean, I, I, I mean this with all honesty and sincerity that I say this jokingly, but it's true. I mean... Crystal alluded to this. We've had great forward-thinking leaders that really, you know, they weren't looking to, well, I don't have to worry about that when I retire. I'm, I'm going to retire on this date, and I'm not worried beyond that. That's not the kind of leaders we've had. We've had people that have looked well beyond their 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 tenure to make sure they've made the best decisions for a comic book. And I just try, I'm just trying to screw it up. You know, I'm just <laughs> trying my best not to screw it up. But I have a great team of people uh, that I get to work with every day, which makes my job uh, just a pleasure to work with. Of course, the incomparable Crystal Kemp, our chief marketing officer, we did not have that job uh, until about two and a half years ago. And I just knew. And it's we, much more than marketing. Yeah, I mean, you you look at you, customer the customer service, service role, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, so. it really is. It's it's uh, under that umbrella, of course, is customer service, um, telling, just telling our story. It's so key. We had a perfect example. We had an outage last weekend, a car hit a utility pole like at 1.30 in the morning. And of course our electric department guys got out there and jumped over it. But there were a lot of people wondering about well, what happened, why did what happened, what's going on? And, and, and telling that story about what's happening, why it took so long, why, what caused it is just critical to, for them understanding what, you know, what we're trying to do. And they do a great job of that. They monitor social media around the clock, you know, social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, because we know that people are talking about us there, and we want to be a part of that conversation. So follow sure. us on all of those. That's right. <laughs> we want to be, we want to be a lot of people, the same people that walk into your bank at Baseball to take business, they call, they do business, they'll call us on the phone. But we have people that don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. They want to tweet, they want to Facebook, they want to Instagram, and we try to communicate with them. A little nugget A little nugget for those that may not have grown up here or aren't old enough to remember this, but I don't know what y'all call it, the yard, the warehouse on... Mm-hmm. Service center. The service center, mm-hmm. thank you. Used to reside what? There was a drive-in theater. A drive-in theater, drive-in theater. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Grant, did I saw, you go? I saw Grease at that drive-in. Oh. I mean, kind of yeah. a fitting movie to see. But and drive, yeah. drive-in theaters are coming back. They are. So. They're, they're yeah. all the rage. Yeah. Yeah. Now I think right. you have to go to Marshall, but yeah. many people would not uh, remember that. I, I remember saw that. Sad all, day when that was taken, yes. but, but it was for a great cause. I all saw the same. all the Cheech and Chong movies with my high school beau. Shout out, Max. Yeah. <laughs> at, at, the drive, at the drive-in theater there. Yeah. I sure did. Here's well, that's you, where Greg Dale is located. That's right. Okay. Yeah, so he's our chief operating that's officer. That's right. Okay. Greg Dale's our COO. He's been with the company 35 years. Tracy Moore. 35 years. That's I right. think he's old enough to be mm-hmm. there. He started long. there very early. Tracy Moore is our chief financial officer. He's been there 32, 33 years. Nicest guy you can imagine. Absolutely, he is. Mm-hmm. Bill Bethay is really... His title is assistant to the CEO, but he's really kind of our general counsel. He's kind of our in-house counsel. He advises us all about, keeps us out of trouble, keeps us out of legal hot water. Um, Lisa Douglas is our HR director, does a phenomenal job with our workforce. Michael Chapman is a guy that is kind of in the shadows. People, Not many people know him. Um, he is a Georgia uh, export. We, we'll, we'll forgive him for that. Or last Georgia weekend, grad. absolutely. We'll yeah. give him, forgive him for that. 
but but he 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 is over our power supply, and is is in charge of a lot of of the things that help keep our electric rates as low as they are. Uh, Jason Hansen is our chief technology officer. Jason has been at Conley Corp for 21 years himself, so he's been there a long time. Uh, and so just a great leadership team, people that I rely on, people that are trusted advisors, people that, that I, we get to kick out. And we have some hard discussions sometimes. We do. And we, we debate and we discuss and we argue to try to get to the best answer for our customers. And they all uh, are very important to me and to the community. We certainly appreciate y'all's leadership and uh, giving us a glimpse behind the curtain to all, all the many facets of Conway Corporation and certainly the investment not only in the past but the future, primarily, like you said, from an educational perspective, but also pumping those uh, earnings, if you will, back into the infrastructure and making Conway the fantastic place that it is to live. So um, with so, that being said, yeah. we, we appreciate y'all's time today. Uh, thanks for listening to Conway TNT. If you have any ideas for future podcasts, send us an email at conwaytntpodcast at gmail.com or drop by to see us at First Community Bank. I'm Grant Gordy. And I'm Lori K. Smelton. We cared about Conway then. We care about Conway now. And we will certainly care about Conway tomorrow. Take care. equal housing lender.